Welcome to The Leaders Who Care, a podcast powered by Dynamis Group. We are here to give the stage and support to those committed to create a positive and lasting impact, way beyond the profits and margins, the leaders of the world who care for others and serve a bigger purpose. Join us on the journey of creating a better, more caring world. And now to your host, Marian Tamalkov. Hello, dear audience. I'm super excited today to welcome a very special guest. And uh, we are on a mission, as you know, to bring some of the most caring readers from every corner of the world. And today we have uh, Dr. Karen Lovin uh, joining us on the Leaders Who Care. Karen, welcome and thank you for joining. Thank you so much. I'm so excited actually to meet you finally. I've heard about you. It is a pleasure to have you. It's uh, really uh, this. You're actually one of those leaders that uh, inspires me a lot in terms of the passion test at what you do and the mission you have. And um, since I really talk to, I'm in the field of helping leaders who care, uh, attract, and retain exceptionally gifted talent. I would love to talk about really the passion test and what you do, what attracted you first in that place? Uh-huh. Um, as is so question. much we can, we, we can really uh, touch on because it's not easy to know what you want to do at a certain moment of your life and what do you do when you hit that uh, difficult moment? How do you bring that passion for life or that passion for create? So there's so much we can talk about. But first of all, how did you um, decide or how did you... Um, end up to do what you do today? Well, it starts way back. And I was a a teacher and then I was an administrator in public schools. And I just, I remember there was this moment when I thought, I'm going to die if I stay here. I really thought that I was going to die because I was working like three jobs in one as an administrator. I was... um, constantly working, had no life, and I had really lost um, my, uh, the connection to my heart because I was so in my head. And I really got that. There had been three other administrators who had all had serious health problems. And Mary and I thought, okay, that's going to be me next. Oh, I, I can't go down that. I mean, it was like the big wake-up call, you know, And I think if anybody has ever known anyone or experienced burnout, that was me. I was so burned out, I couldn't even feel. Like if you ask me how I felt, I was so numb, I couldn't tell you. So, and I loved education. I loved kids, I loved the parents, I loved the teachers, I loved everything about it. And I just lost it one day, like the system, you know, I thought I was changing the system and instead, Marion, the, the system changed me in some way. And so <clears throat> I had to kind of really step out of that. Once I stepped out, it took me a full year to kind of uh, fill myself up. Now, I wish I had had the passion test process when this happened. It, did, I, it wasn't like in a book yet. It wasn't a training yet. So I actually did my year of filling myself up and traveled all over to really get to know who I was. You know, I don't know, Marianne, if you've ever had that experience, but it's, um, it's pretty discombobulating. You know, you just don't know, like, what is important to me? You know, wh- why am I doing this? You know, like really asking all those questions. And I think many of us, well, I, I don't know about all, everyone, but I know that I went through that period of really wondering what I was doing. And once I came back, I realized I wanted to become a life coach. And I took my doctoral program that I'd done with my husband. We got our doctorates in educational and organizational leadership. And I thought, okay, the best part of that was the mentoring. So I'm going to become a life and transformational coach. So that's what I ended up doing. And in that process, And I I will have to talk about this doctorate because it was so fascinating uh, and where it went in leadership. But what was so cool is I ended up uh, reading this book called The Passion Test by Janet and Chris Atwood. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. It was a fantastic, quick tool to understand what was important to you. 
And I thought, okay, this is how I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this tool to actually work with my clients. And so I went and I got, uh, I did the four day training as a passion test facilitator. And I just was on fire. I thought, okay, this is amazing. You could be, you know, five years old or you could be 95 and you will still benefit. You could be the most successful person, very clear or as unclear as possible. And you will still benefit. I mean, it was just like anywhere and everywhere it made sense and it was simple. So I just, um, I just said, I'm, I'm in, you know, <laughs> and after, after that, a month later, I, uh, there was an invitation. Now, you know, you come up with your five passions because that uh, numerically science tells us that we can only remember five to seven things. So there's five passions that you have. And luckily I had my five so that whenever you're faced, this is like the, the big secret to the whole passion test. Whenever you're faced with a choice, a decision or an opportunity, choose in favor of your passions. And I was, um, there was a, some bulletin that went out, Chris and Janet were looking for a director of their programs. And, you know, I, I just looked at my passions and this is how it works. Um, and I, I went, oh my God, I, uh, one of my passions was to work with an inspiring world-class team. And I had just been part of this four day training and that's what I saw. And I, you know, I was, I wanted to work with people from all over the world. And I was in, I think, Toronto, Canada at the time, and there were 60 people from all over the world. And so I just went, yes, yes, yes. Right. And I just, so I applied and lo and behold, I became their um, global passion test director. And, you know, it's been such an honor, Marianne, to truly be part of getting thousands of facilitators all around the world to help touch like in this beautiful ripple effect helping others find what uh, the clarity that they need and want so that they can do what's most important to them. Cause you know, we only have this one life in this one body, right? So that's how it all started. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story. I, I, I really um, value the, the passion test and, and it's just so helpful to go deep down and find out what excites you at this moment in time. What are the things that really, sets your heart on fire and, and how often do we ask that question ourselves so even our friends or people colleagues or, or if you're a leader your your own uh, really employees or organization because and sometimes um it's not i, I always kind of uh, think i i'm passionate about something but how did i become passionate is the other question i ask my, myself and sometimes experiences and depending who you experience this may lead to something becoming a passion so how how does passion how do you acquire your passions it's, it's kind of it makes sense because there's passions but mm -hmm. but that discovery journey is so important so i just kind of if you step back a little bit because sure. if you have two identical uh, um uh, company well let's say situations but with different people surrounded by different types of people right. you may have different experiences which may lead to different passions so i'm kind of just really wondering if is it really our life experiences that shapes us up that that we discover our passions or is it something that we have as we, since we are born i think it's both it's both and because here's the thing i mean uh you know we will look for example at your eight categories. We look at eight categories to determine, you know, what might be important in that category for you. So for you, Marion, it could be looking at relationships. What are your relationships with family, friends, your partner, uh, your kids, whatever, whomever that is for you, right? Then you might look at yourself. It could be another category, um, health. What, you know, is that important to you? In, in which way, in what way, right? Um, your career, what, what's important to you in that? You know, what is it that you're doing? You know, you as a leader, I mean, you would have a beautiful statement, I'm sure, about being a caring leader, right? And, and the inspiration that you wanna carry forth and the legacy that you wanna carry forth. Um, there might be uh, being of service, that's another category. How would you wanna be of service? Right. So you look at, is that volunteering? Is that uh, creating the legacy like in your work? Is it for your kids? It, you know, like you just kind of get a little more clarity about what that might be. 
Uh, another is recreation or fun. Like, what do you like to do for fun? So we try to look at the entire uh, education uh, aspect of who we are. We don't try to just do one thing and forget about everything else because we are whole integrated humans, even though sometimes there has been an old way of thinking and it's probably, you know, back a few generations now that we compartmentalized and we only did, you know, like if we talk about work, that's the only thing, but truly we're humans. So everything that we do in life, we do at work as well. <laughs> so it could be, you know, your special thing that you've always wanted and uh, loved to do in your heart of hearts, Marion. And it could be something that you've thought of forever. Like maybe you've always loved animals. Well, maybe you're a, a, a leader and yet you love animals. So maybe that's still a passion, but maybe you don't do it as a, you know, you're not a veterinarian maybe, but instead maybe you have animals or maybe you um, go to the animal hospitals and, you know, like hug up the animals or, you know, whatever it is, or you have um, uh, some little farm. I don't know. So whatever it is, you just, you play it out in the way it fits for you today. And that's the key thing about passions is that they change, right? So it's not like you're um, having this one passion. And if I had done that, that's why, I'm, and I actually did, I thought that I would be in education for my entire career. Well, 20 some years later, I realized that wasn't really true. I had, <laughs> I still love, to empower kids. I still love to empower, and I, I kind of expanded it, not just kids now. I want to expand it and empower all people. That was different, right? That kind of shifted. I felt that I had figured out how to teach kids. Now I wanted to learn how to teach and work with adults. That was like my, my step up for me, my desire, my, oh, I don't know how to do that, right? Because I hadn't done adults and worked with adults. And that was very engaging for me. So, you know, every time you do the passion test process, you write out a list of 10 things that are most important to you. And if you're in, um, you know, whatever career you're in, sometimes that might shift a little. Like I have one of my passions uh, is I'm a sought after speaker and trainer connecting with powerful leaders who support my work. Okay, now I've said this many different ways, but I have not never said it that I'm sought after and I've never said it that I'm supported. It's so interesting. And I am getting so many requests because I pay attention to your, you know, the five things. And this one is showing up in spades. I, you know, I'm being asked to I just did um, a presentation at a human resource group. You know, uh, I'm now talking with you. And so these things, once you put them out in your list, you start to, your, you know, in your brain, you have this reticulator activating system, this filter, and it's filtering out what is important. So whether it's in work and in life, these things start to show up because they're now you know, on your list and you're like paying attention <laughs> while well, before you might not have. So I don't know, Marion, if you, can you relate to, um, if you were to just think of one thing that inspired you and it doesn't even have to be a passion because passion can be a loaded word. Okay. So even Marion, think of one thing that you, that has meaning to you. What would you say would be meaningful to you? around your work you've you've told well, me i i love it so this this is really a, a topic that i'm really deeply passionate about and and um uh, it that's why i love so much this conversation with a passion test well i for me it's not just um helping people you know find their next role or next placement for me is actually uh, how can i actually help more people mm -hmm. um getting into um, meaningful placements of work where they're thriving, not surviving. Why? Because um, if you're in a place where you really love or you thrive, mm -hmm. um, your family will feel it. And that's something deeply important to me. 
your friends will feel it, your relationships, your community will feel it. You will shine, you will radiate. Since most of our time we spend at work, that is very important and dear to me. And I would love to um, find that through the older tools and assessment, that consistency. Yes, we do it, but sometimes how can we do it 10 out of 10? That's what I'm deeply passionate about. And, and really, um, uh, because I know the impact. Um, if we bring... Uh, if we help more leaders and more people um, mm -hmm. uh, get into a, a work where they are really thriving, not surviving, that, that will make a profound difference. And that's why I look at leaders who care because leaders who care are often the ones who can create the conditions and they really deeply care about the team and about the, the, the environment and, and really show up for others. So that way we help them fulfill their vision by attracting and uh, exceptionally gifted talent to be able to deliver on that and not just deliver on the mission but also enjoy the journey because when you have that attraction um it makes a profound difference it's win-win-win uh, across all, all of it and it just makes that impact um it, can you imagine you know if you have a if you place a ceo of twenty thousand people company that is an average size of family of four we're talking about eighty thousand people are affected Right. And I actually love what you just said, because you kind of talk. So your passion is something that like motivates you like it. And you've said many things now. And some of those other things like the teams and the families, those are all in the passion test world. We call them markers and markers are like the guideposts or the signposts that are the evidence that you're actually. So if you saw, you know, um, like a thousand families now uh, thriving, and you'd have to actually really identify what does thriving look like, you know, or if you had um, teams that were like super I can. effective. Go ahead. I, I can define that very easily. Cool. Very uh, good. For me, uh, thriving means where people, first of all, um, not only having financial abundance, that's important because they believe financial sure. abundance can make a difference to people's lives. And, so that uh, would be one uh, marker. That's for beautiful. sure. Um, and uh, why? Because that will free them up. And uh, second thing is, why having financial abundance, you're also in control of your time. You decide where to spend. You're free. You're in charge of your own time because that's one of the most precious things we have in our life. Mm -hmm. If you're in a dead bed today, you will not be asking for more friends or more money. You'll be asking for more time. The time is super essential for me. And mm -hmm. on, on the on a second, and a third piece that I see um, that is important is how can you be deep down your heart and mind beat together? You have that deep calm, and you've not crossed your values or your your you have that. Peace, inner yeah. peace with yourself where you do not actually uh, worry, you do not feel you've done the wrong thing or you cannot sleep because you've um, basically violated some of your values and principles. So for me, these are three important elements that I define as, as people are thriving. Of course, there's others like they got to be having good health. Um, you know, families also, uh, they have good relationships. For me, relationships are key because right. if you can only uh, uh, buy things with money, um, <laughs> then you're poor. Yes. Whatever money can buy, relationships can pay for it. So you have great relationships there. People are really showing up and, and I can talk about four different categories of relationship we, we need to have. But these are just a few of the important things that I look at in a, in a, in a organization, in a, in a person or Right. or, or uh, set up and because based on that you can organize your business so what does it mean to have more free time and financial business maybe you if you're a business owner you organize your time where you develop others you take care of others so they can free you up so they will not worry that if they make a decision they make a mistake you will fire them off or have fear you got to remove fear if you want to have more free time so right. that's that's really linked to to some of those and that comes with your character so you got to go through a journey in order to be able to do that. So uh, it's not one thing, mm -hmm. but these are a few that I look at holistically uh, because they, you know, they, yeah. they really make a difference. <clears throat> no, that's really beautiful because, see, here's the thing. When a person knows what is important to them 
And, you know, there's lots of studies that have shown that the people that are clear about what uh, motivates them, they're going to say yes to those things and then no to everything else. And that's where success really shows up because you're committed to those things that are most important to you in work or in life. And it's both, right? So, you know, you said something about uh, survive or thrive. And I, I think that's really important because when you're as a someone in business and you don't know what's important to you, you're all over the place. You're not going to thrive. But when you get that, that crystal clarity, then things kind of, you just said that beautiful, you didn't even, I don't know if you said the word, but I heard alignment. You can't, you come into this peace and alignment. Yep. Because now you're, you know, everything's clicking, like click, 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 right? And now you've yep. got, boom, clarity, right? You know, and I think that is very powerful. You know, um, T. Harv Eker says, clarity is power. And it's so true because then you're, you know, everything is moving in the same direction. And I, I think that is what you're, what you're saying, at least that's what I'm hearing. And, and uh, yes, <laughs> I mean, to me, that gets me very excited because then also what you're saying is that thriving is about really taking care of those things that inspire you because here's the thing some people will say marianne I, they don't know what they're passionate about so then ask yourself what do you like you know what's what has what has been important to you sometime throughout your life you have found something that you liked so then write that down okay because here's, you know, some like you, Marianne, you're very clear. Okay. I get that right away. And it's awesome, but not everyone is as clear and not everyone. Um, and, and here's the thing today, Marianne, this is your clarity in six months, you know, you might want to be checking in. That's why that passion test process, it becomes a prioritization tool. And then it becomes a decision-making tool. So you use your five passions as a decision-making tool. Every time you're asked, you know, for, you know, with a choice decision, there's an opportunity that shows up, you then get to go, okay, so um, I want to leave this legacy or I, I want to create these teams or I want that financial freedom. I'm going to say yes to this. And I'm definitely going to say no to that because that takes me way off. Right. So you you're always asking, does this take me closer to living my passions? And if it's a yes, then you just say, absolutely. And if it's a woo, it's going to it's a no, then you just say, no, thank you. And that's that's how we need to live our life. And, you know, a, a lot of business owners, I'm hearing a lot of professionals right now are, you know, are feeling like slightly out of balance or off. I don't know if you've noticed yeah. that, have yeah. you? Because yeah. what I mean, and look, there's been so many stress factors, you know, going back two years all the way through from the pandemic, you know, and World War III. I mean, like so many stress factors uh, that have impacted us. And people are not, uh, people are actually choosing not to go to work because of whatever it is that has shifted their priorities have shifted maybe they believe that they deserve more money so they're going to go for that job or maybe they realize i need to do something that has more flexible scheduling so businesses also have to shift with these changes so organizations need to figure out what their passions are right because you know when we talk about the individual the organization is also like a living being and they have, and there's organizational values and there's organizational passions and the passion test for business is actually a tool that we use with organizations. Either it's a, a one time, you know, a solopreneur or it's a big corporate organization with big teams. So you can use it in whatever way. And the process is a little different. Because you're looking for, let's say, in an organization, you're looking for their, um, 
the organ the unique contribution of for example i'll give you an example for uh, the enlightened alliances group the group that i'm working with as global uh, passion test director our unique contribution is inspiring transformation through love and service to all humanity inspiring transformation through love and service to all humanity that's their you could say um, their mission or their or i would say the vision and in this case you know when you as a an employee or in a consultant or a facilitator come in and you listen and hear that you go ah oh, i'm lined up like that that's it so for me when i remember being part of the leadership team when we came up with that that unique contribution was so helpful to me because I said, I'm in the right place. So when an organization has their unique contribution or, or vision, and then also your organizational passions, then you can also look at what does that, what does each of these passions look like? I was just listening to a woman named Ann Rhodes, and she's a CEO of some, an organization called People Inc. I-N-C. And she was in um, Southwest Airlines. She actually still runs JetBlue and does a whole lot with that company in the airline business. And you know, it was fascinating to hear how they have their values. And what, that's what you were talking about, Marianne, is the values are so important. And then how, what does it look like? What's the behavior of that value with all your people, you know, and that's the leaders and that's the employees and that's the board members. That's everyone. And when you can see how that value plays out in a behavior or as evidence and, you know, or markers in the passion test world, it is powerful. I mean, everyone starts to go, Oh, I get it now. Right. You know, I, I love what you bring in this, this topic because my question would be, okay, when I look at a whether it's organization or a, a leader or somebody who is starting out in their career, there's, there's a, all those three things are, are, are actually common across all of those categories. And and um, I, I look at three things and uh, passions is one of them. Yes. What sets you on fire or your organizations on fire? What is then you can talk about the behaviors that goes with it. Um, the other thing is looking at whether as an individual or as an organization, look at your strengths. What are your key strengths? Because these, realistically speaking, when you know what you're really good at as a company or as an individual, mm -hmm. and then you start to be aware of your key passions, what excites you at this moment in time, what sets you on fire, and then you look at the third category is your values and say, what are the red liners that are we not going to cross? as an organization right. or as an individual, absolutely, that is a very powerful self-awareness yes. and, and a great really start um, for anyone who is not know what to do at, at this moment or is lost or lost their way or lost their passion, just go deep down and, and really go through that process, really self-reflect and find out what are you, and, and, and we can very quickly ask with what are people around you think of, really think of you really ask them to be honest and say, what do you really think of me when you see me? What are the first things that come to you? And that will give you a good reflection of what their perception of you is um, and, and your strengths uh, as well. And then, of course, you know, when you unite the passion and strengths, that's very powerful. You know, it can give you guidance and light, a way to go. Yes, it can. And an interesting thing is that sometimes our strengths are not what we are passionate about. It's very interesting. So, I love that you just said that when you can connect them in support. So you, let's say your strength is <clears throat> uh, administrating. Okay, let's just say that would be me. And <clears throat> honestly, that's not something I'm passionate about as much as I'm passionate about inspiring transformation through love and service to humanity. And so when I can take my strength of administrating and bring it in, su in support of that passion, that makes all the difference. So I love how you're saying that there is a connection. And then the values, I, you know, there's lots of, do you have a particular tool that you use to 
get clear about your values because um, I use, um, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm going to say this right, Bartlett Assessment. And they have a free thing for people. <laughs> and you come up with 10 passions or values, not passions, but values that are important to you. And uh, it's helpful to then see, like you're saying, how those values are really the foundation for what your passions are. No, I love that you just asked this. And um, the tools that we use, and we're not advertising any of them, just saying that we, we've actually so many tools out there. And uh, there I'm really interested into finding those uh, ones that really make a difference. Strength Finder is, is one of them that we use just to find the strengths um, and that could be also used for organizational. Yeah. Um, I love the passion test, so definitely for the passions and, mm -hmm. and the values, of course, you, you mentioned Bartle Outlet. I, is there any other tools that you that made an impression on you? Because that may be useful for the audience. Uh, so there, well, for values, no, uh, there's not many that I think are... Um, super helpful uh the mm. one that i just mentioned and i'll send you the link to it okay so i make sure that i'm saying the right name but it's it's free and it's also for for people but if you want to work with in a corporate setting then you, i think there's a, a different link that you can go yeah. to but it's very i think simple and powerful because you come up with 10 values and i've done it every year and it shifts somewhat and it changes. And I thought, wow, I, I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that because, you know, again, uh, our brain wants to think that we're doing the same thing over and over again. But the reality as humans is that we are changing all the time. And so to, you know, we got to keep up and our brain has to create new neural pathways when that happens. Right. I have, a, yeah, go ahead. I have a question because I'm just really, curious to get your thoughts um, on this. Do you think our values and passions and or strengths are changing over time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think values shift and I think our passions change. Yes. And why is that? Because different things are happening around you as well as what might be you're feeling internally. So, you know, if, for example, in this during the pandemic, when it was first started, 2020, I remember my passion for exercise was my third. Hmm. When I went through the passion test process and it became my number one, health, Ooh. health and exercise became my number one. It had never been that way before. I actually got so excited and motivated that I actually now have for the third year been teaching an exercise zoom class three times a week because i didn't at the time didn't feel safe to go into gyms obviously for a number of reasons and even now people are um don't want to travel you see like priorities shifted people don't want to get in their car to go to the gym or at least the people i'm, I'm working with and you know some people are feeling stronger and more fit and more committed because they know I'm going to show up and that's how, and that's why I did this. I just kind of did this call to action and asked friends, people I knew to exercise with me. Cause I didn't want to be a couch potato. Cause I thought, Oh my gosh, I was going to the gym, you know, three times a week. Exercise is important. It always has been important. So it just shifted in how it showed up and then how important it became to me. Um, what about strengths? Do you think and believe that people's strengths change or evolve over time? Strengths. Oh, that's an interesting one. Absolutely. Because again, it's, it's about mastery, or at least this is how I see it. Um, so if I am, let's say, a piano player, but I'm an okay piano player, then if I continue to practice, I'm going to become a really great piano player, that would be a strength as a pianist. At least that's how I'm looking at it. Is that what you mean? Well, I I also believe that is the case because we evolve and and like I, I, I really have proven myself that, you know, the character is something that we 
um, can change and, and build over for the whole of our life. So it's not, and sometimes people say, well, if you haven't changed by the age of whatever, you will not change. That is not true. I, you can change. And I have done it with myself and you can really make a profound difference because the character I mean, comes from the Greek word chisel. So which means you kind of shape that through the whole of your life. Yes. Um, and it's based on a number of things. So and I also believe that the strengths change and evolve even though I had a very interesting discussion recently with uh, StrengthsFire and, and they, they, they feel they've done a study that the strengths stay with you uh, for, for the rest of your life, um, which is a very interesting finding. I, I don't know, to be honest, I, I mm. yet, you know, of what it is. Mm. I, I've, because I've taken a couple of times the StrengthsFire, well, both actually have seen people rather than me personally taken a couple of different ways different times and they and different strengths showed in the top five like would you, you would have yeah, done in, right. in the in the passion test which is an interesting find to be honest because it could be a mental state you could be in different situation so i um i i feel that we evolve and right. as human beings and and our strengths evolve our passions can change and our values can shift, I guess. Absolutely. And I think our, you know, this in the strength finder, like I know one of mine is positivity and, um, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, if I was to think about that, that's, I was talking more with the piano as a skill uh, and and strength versus an inner strength. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, Again, positivity or strength finders is often kind of core things that are important to you. And so strength finders and I think the passion test actually go really well together. Um, And again, if someone is listening right now and they're saying, okay, well, what can I do right now? You know, I think there's like a number of practices and I like to keep it simple so that if you've got these four or five things, then you are going to just go screaming along in work and business and in life, feeling like you are thriving. And I think the first thing is to get a real solid foundation of what kind of self-reflective um, practices work for you, you know, and their awareness practices, like how do you feel, like what's important to you, um, you know, what is uh, what gives you a sense of uh, connecting to yourself, whether it's meditation, whether it's um, guided, uh, you know, guided meditations, or maybe it's for you running, you know, some people like to just run or do uh, meditative walks, uh, it could be yoga, it's what like whatever it does to like come back to your body and really understand what's happening for you every day. I'm not talking like once a week. I'm talking every day, checking in. How do you feel? You know, what's what's going on for you? Like what's going on with your body? Your body gives us such incredible information. So figuring out what those tools are for your own uh, self-reflection. I journal, you know, like every day I commit to journaling. And I have a very, I I created these journals because I felt like people uh, with the blank journals were just, and which is a wonderful thing. And it's very timely for some is you could just write whatever, or you could just download what's bothering you. What I was trying to do is to help people very specifically connect to their body. I remember I was so numbed out once upon a time that I didn't know that I had a body. I swear to, you know, it was like, yeah, it was scary. So, you know, connecting the the head with the heart, like you had talked about before, Marion, is so important. So if people can just figure out like a handful of things that you're going to go to, like for me, it's journaling, it's sitting quietly and meditating could be doing uh, reading something that feels really good to you, could be going outside and just observing, right? Um, And then the other piece is to engage your brilliance and to help engage other people's brilliance. And to me, uh, that could be, you know, the passion test, it could be strength finders, it could be all those disc training, it could be, you know, it could be whatever training that uh, Myers-Briggs, you know, like whatever it is, so you understand what are your strengths, 
What are your passions, right? So that you can really engage those. And then the other to me is you talked in, uh, and I would love to hear more, and I don't know if this is going to be the time, but caring leadership, you know, so how I talk about being an intuitive leader, right? And it comes from my foundation of understanding when I went back, if I go back to my doctorate, I studied servant leadership and I studied it in the context of education. And 20 some years ago, servant leadership was more known in the uh, spiritual realm or the religious realm, you know, with um, Mother Teresa, you know, like those kinds of folks who are doing um, other kinds of good things, serving people and Martin Luther King, you know, so there are people who from the servant leadership position, um, I took that and brought it into what I think is today for me, because servant leadership is a phenomenal, um, really phenomenal uh, philosophy and understanding of leadership. And uh, Robert Greenleaf is the one who actually kind of created this and brought it from more of the spiritual religious institutions into uh, corporate institutions in AT&T um, in the 70s. He was a VP of AT&T, vice president. And he was very motivated to take that sense of serving others uh, into corporate and I remember when I first learned about this, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's it. That is who I am way more than telling you what to do. Like the top down leader, that's, that was not me. And the servant leader is really listening far more and listening for what is needed and then letting others kind of supporting them to move in that direction. And, um, and being a model of really making sure that everyone is benefiting, that no one is uh, either being left out or, you know, um, it's going to be hurt by whatever it is that they're doing. So I took it as intuitive leadership because, so I feel like that's the, um, I stand on the shoulders of servant leadership of Robert Greenleaf's work. And um, I believe that an intuitive leader is very much someone who's, a whole person, integrated left and right hemispheres, you know, so you're using the logical linear parts as well as the feeling, emotional, creative parts to you. Uh, you're, uh, you're working with the, the masculine and the feminine aspects. You're working with, um, you know, you talked about the seasons earlier. I don't know if it was while we we're being uh, recorded, but you talk about the seasons and that is, you know, all four seasons are like the whole uh, aspect of nature, right? Life. And that's the same thing with an intuitive leader. We're looking at the whole person. Nothing is left out. And so, um, you know, there's a beautiful flow that can happen when you're an intuitive leader. You know, you're in service to others, but you're also uh, listening to you know, the, the feelings and the practical and blending it into whatever it looks like for each person. So that's three things. And then I want to just say one more thing, Marianne, because I think this last piece is so important that when you're doing business, that you're also you know, doing life as well, that you're creating ongoing habits with either the people in your organization or people in your and the people in your life, I would say. Ongoing habits, I'm talking about things like, so how are you doing? Like checking in, like what is important to you today? You know, how was your, how was your night last night? Or, uh, you know, there's certain, certain uh, connection uh, exercises that you can do. And also uh, just how do you connect to yourself again, but also saying, you know, we, we care about each other. So how are we going to connect? Like, I appreciate you saying appreciations is a massive way to say, you know, I really care about you. And the reason I care about you is because of what you're doing. You know, the fact like to say, you know, Marion, the fact that you are doing this work on caring leadership and 
inspiring and helping other leaders to be the best that they can be, to me, I thank you for that because that's that in itself is inspiring. And you know, we're I, I'm so grateful, really, honestly. That is an amazing thing to know that there's a person like you out there who's wanting to share this important uh, concept and um, and I guess really philosophy. And and so you know, this is the last thing that those ongoing connection habits are what you want to be bringing forward. And so self-reflection, engaging brilliance, intuitive leadership, and ongoing connection habits, I think are critical to building an important organization. Um, and then to me, I would take it even a step further and look at how everything we do is for healing and transformation. Because ultimately, you know, there's this ripple effect that we're uh, really impacting. I'm impacting myself. If I'm changing and growing and doing my work, and then I'm talking to you, then it's going to impact you. And then, you know, then that's going to impact the community. And then it's going to impact uh, society and the planet, right? So there's this, these so many layers, of this ripple effect that is beautiful. I, I, I thank you for sharing. I love really um, very much when I talk about care, it's for me this inspiration exactly of servant leadership is it right in the center, is the foundation. It's not an easy one, and not very many people can do that because it's tough. The reality is really tough to be able to find strength. And when it really works, the reason why you see consistency with uh, um, uh, really uh, uh, the kind of blessing and God is because. It's only possible when you're blessed to have the power to serve like that. And that only comes through mm -hmm. God and, and the Holy Spirit. So, and, and I, I just want to highlight something that uh, it's, you can't master category by category in your life. You will not have a long enough life to be able to, it's just no, I'm going to master money for the next 10 years. I'm going to master relationships. You don't have life. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Oh. You know, it's uh, you got to study and understand the divine principles, how to live an extraordinary life. And um, for me, the greatest authority in, in care is is Jesus. It's one thing that to come and die for somebody that you love. The other thing is to come and die for somebody who hates you or doesn't like you. And for me, I, I don't see that uh, um, that often. And that's why I'm like a scientist looking into like a magnifying glass of those stories and, and history and because success leaves clues. And you want to find out though, what those are and those philosophies. And that's why there is a, a consistency in that because that's how can, things can happen. The problem is that we don't spend time to understand those principles or learn. And that's why um, we do a lot of mistakes in life as human beings. And uh, we don't have necessarily always that guidance. And um, it's, it's tough because sometimes those choices we make, they have massive consequences in our life. Sure. So, uh, no, I, I would is, agree. It is very uh, interesting topic that you're touching into on, on, on here. And, and I love that that discussion has been a... Fantastic, because it, it's really there's so much that, um, you know, it's going on out there. And I also feel that in order to really make a difference, and by the way, I, I'm also here to serve. I know that I, whatever I do, what you see is a success and everything is not, not me. It's, it's a blessing. It's God's blessing. Without him, I'm nothing. You know, that's the reality. And, and, and for me, what is really key here is that um, people really un understand that we, we are here with a reason, for a reason. We're not just um, here to get by. And whatever time we have, we're here to serve and make a difference, positive difference, hopefully, because Absolutely. it could be both, you know, you said transformation, but I always say add just one word to when you talk about transformation, positive transformation, because transformation could be different ways and, different and change as well could be different in a different way so hopefully that's a positive we're here to positively impact the world it's a living organism it's perfect as it is but 
we can hopefully make it a better place and more caring place through our own examples and and um, showing that we really if we find the consistency of how to live a life that really uh, um, is passionate life we have to talk about passionate uh, you know the passion test but also um, you're living wonder really have it all um, it's uh, it's obviously um, something that that there is a certain principles and keys that you need to follow and it's possible to achieve it and that's what I'm really uh, very um, interested to give stage to those leaders that have made such an impact that have such a, a positive difference to the world and and really appreciate and value the work you do that's awesome you know the i, I don't are, are, are we do we need to wrap it up um yeah we're just taking okay. final uh, <laughs> final kind of comments here uh, okay well i'll just say because it was that was so beautiful oh my gosh and i just you know if if people have um don't have a connection to God or spirit or whatever that they remember that there's nature in the outdoors and there's an element of awe that I can kind of understand when I go outside and you know if whether we call it God whether we call it spirit great spirit whether we call it nature People call it inner voice, Chinese, and call it chi, and whatever. Yeah, right. the Holy Spirit, of course. But, yes. but you're right. For different people, you're right. That connection is very important. And I think before you guide someone, make sure that you're, you're not blind guiding the blind. Take deep responsibility and care in who you are and what you talk about. Because growing a business or growing yourself on the wrong principles and, and guiding people in the wrong direction is not trouble. It's double trouble or triple trouble and you will suffer. So make sure you really get your stuff right and go deep down before you, you actually do anything. I, I just speak from experience and it's it's not easy to to do things, but it, um, yeah, focus uh, take on what you want. Focus uh, on what you want. And also take care of yourself. I just, my yeah. message to everyone there is Take care of you spiritually, mentally, physically. That's what I do when I wake up five in the morning, you know, yes. pray and then go to uh, listening to a grade myself and different mm -hmm. things. And I train and then I have my breakfast at 8.30 or so. And that helps me. The breakfast is, of course, helps for the, the brain, the heart, the, um, the protein I need. And then I'm ready to serve and, and give back. Because if, when I've taken care of myself, I can show up for the others and really make a difference. And hopefully I have enough energy when I get back home to treat, if we talk about business, treat your family as the most important customer you ever have. Aww. Please do that. This is essential. And I know we won't make mistakes and I have. And believe me, you don't want to make that mistake. That's really something which you really got to take very dear. Thank you so much. It's been a, such thank a pleasure. You. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, all that you do. Have a fantastic uh, serving this year and, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time. You bet. Thank you. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about the leaders who care across the main social media channels and help us spread the care culture in your own community. First, by taking care of yourself and then of others around you. It all starts with one person one act of kindness. What is one thing you can do today to make your environment better? Stay inspired and stay caring. See you next time.